Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's time for Dodger Baseball. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I've needed you far more than you needed me. Ben Scully joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. My achievements have really been the achievements of others. Montana throwing in the end zone. On the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, United States President's Cup Captain Davis Love III, coming up. legendary broadcaster Bob Costas, Colts defensive tackle DeForest Buckner, and now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We uh, kindly ask those who have been on hold the last couple of segments to stay on hold one more time. I know there's so many people who want to share their thoughts and memories of the great Vin Scully. I was fortunate enough to have a platform here in hour number one to do exactly that. If you missed the way that the show opened up or anybody else uh, on this program that has talked about Vin, we've got our YouTube feed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen show for that. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk in hour number one. Davis Love the Third came on the show to talk about uh, the Live Tour and um, and the way that he is still supporting the PGA Tour and uh, the the uh, uh, Live Tour uh, on behalf of uh, ten of the the golfers, the players of the Live Tour, Phil Mickelson and and um, also Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, they sued the PGA Tour in the last hour, so. We have now reached the litigation portion of this uh, here uh, to-do in the golf world. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Joining us now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is one of my favorites, and I'm thrilled to be able to call him a friend who I can call up and say, let's um, help our audience remember the great Vince Scully. The great Bob Costas is here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Bob? I'm okay, Rich, and I don't think that today is as much a sad day as it is a milestone, certain kind of passage. You know, Vin lived into his mid-90s, and we knew that he was in failing health. And I think this is an occasion to recall yet again what a giant he was in broadcasting and one of the most significant figures in the history of baseball. You know, you think about the great, great players None of them were any better at what they did than Vin Scully was at what he did. Uh, A long life, a life well-led, not just a career well-led, but a life well-led. If any of us can look back on our own lives as we're winding down with even a measure that much justifiable satisfaction, and Vin was a a humble man, so he 
didn't wear it on his sleeve. But if you can look back at your own life and say that whatever it was I did that I loved doing, I did as well as I possibly could, and I was nearly as well regarded for it as Vin Scully as both a professional and a person, that's nothing to cry about. That's something to celebrate. Bob Costas here on the show. When was the first time you met him, Bob? First time I met him, of course, I felt like he was part of my life, and I'll tell you a story about that in a moment. From the time I was a very young child, the first time I met him was before Game 1 of the World Series in 1982, 40 years ago. I was hosting the pregame show for NBC, the Brewers and the Cardinals at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, and Vin was doing the games on CBS radio. And I'm standing along the first baseline waiting on the air, and I'm very, very nervous. I've been doing a jitters dance. You know, I'm 30 years old. It looked like I was 15. And here comes Vin Scully uh, into my line of vision. And I say, excuse me, Mr. Scully, my name is Bob Costas, and it's a pleasure to meet you. And, <clears throat> pardon me, he goes, he turns around and says, I'll do my week, Vin Scully. Oh, Bob, of course. I know who you are. You've done very well. And I'm sure there are great things ahead. Well, at that point, I'm thinking, if I get hit by a bus, I've already led a full life. Everything's good. <laughs> by the way, that's a, that's a very, very, very good, good Vince Scully yeah. uh, impression, Bob, i got to tell you. But, <laughs> but I'm sure you've had uh, many, many opportunities to work on it. So the story when you were a kid is what involving Well, Vin? this. Um, I don't really remember Vin Scully on the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Dodgers and Giants went west. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was five years old. But we went west for a brief period of time, and there's a backstory there that I won't burden you with <laughs> here. But we went west in 1960, in September of 1960. And my mom and sister went ahead, and my dad and I are driving across country, a five day drive from New York to what will be our new home for a couple of years in Southern California. And baseball kind of stitched the trip together. You know, you're picking up EKA in Pittsburgh and Bob Prince, and now here comes WJR in Detroit um, and Ernie Harwell, and then picking up Jimmy Dudley on 3WE in Cleveland with the Indians games, and Jack Buck and Harry Carey on KMOX in St. Louis with the Cardinals games. And now we're getting closer to the West Coast. <clears throat> Pardon me again. And as we got to the Rock Mountains, most of the, the signals had faded. And then we must have got to maybe Nevada, through the crackle and static, here comes the Dodgers. And I remember my dad saying, we're almost there. That's Vin Scully. So that's the first time I became hmm. aware of Vin Scully. And it wasn't until maybe 10 years ago that I became aware of this. It just dawned on me. It was right in front of me if I'd ever taken note. Vin Scully and my dad were born on the same day, November 29th, 1927. You know, and that's one of those things that Vin would turn into a story. You know, the irony here is that young lad who hoped to be a broadcaster, well, his dad was born on the same day I was. <laughs> and now here's that young boy sitting next to me now here on NBC. You know, <laughs> he'd turn that into a story. <clears throat> well, and that's the beautiful thing about Vin is, uh, is he the greatest yarn spinner ever <laughs> during a live broadcast or or otherwise, the, the way that his... I don't think you could, right? I don't think you could put anybody ahead of him. <laughs> right? I mean, and, and his ability to weave them into pitches and then the aside of that's outside two and one. At any rate, and just yeah. continue telling a story, he was made for the sport. Made for it. Yes. 
baseball lends itself to a certain kind of broadcasting uh, that other sports don't. But nobody mastered that platform like Vin Scully did. He worked alone, which is not some edict of his own. Mm -hmm. It's a vestige of the era that he came out of. All the radio broadcasters worked alone. They handed it off to each other. Maybe one guy did the middle innings and one guy did the first few innings, but these were Red Barber's innings and these were Vin Scully's innings. So you're working alone on radio, and you learn how to fill those spaces, not just with words, but also with silence and crowd sound, almost like uh, a conductor with an orchestra. Um, so whether it was on television or on radio, he knew how to make that work. And toward the end, especially on Dodgers broadcasts, the people in the truck understood that, too. So Dodger broadcasts were very uncluttered. There was never an extraneous replay or an unnecessary graphic or some kind of hocus-pocus coming from a production standpoint. If Vin was telling a story, they knew that that was the ace in the deck. Why mess with anything else? That's what the audience came for. And he understood the rhythms and pace of baseball so well that his stories were seldom interrupted. There was a standing joke among broadcasters. Nobody ever lined into a double play to abruptly end an inning when Vince Scully was telling the story. Somehow the baseball gods would not allow that. You know, if the count had to go to three and two on this batter with several foul balls for him to complete the anecdote about this batter, well, that's the way it happens. It's amazing, Bob, that you're so spot on that you're, that's exact because I was watching last night so many Vin moments and I would be sitting there thinking, how's he going to get this story? And it's three and two. Like, what's going on? And you're right. Like, the baseball gods allowed him the space to, to finish up what he was saying. And, and also, he's got to be the last guy that will ever, for, in a broadcast, um, have, have the station broadcasting or the outfit broadcasting cough up a minute or a minute and a half of advertising time so they could come back early before an inning starts so he could turn his back to the to the field and his face to the camera and just tell a story. Like, we'll never see that again. Yes. We'll never see that yes, again. that was one of the features of the broadcast, usually around the fifth inning or so. Right. Some little vignette that went 60 seconds or 90 seconds, and then he would always end with a little wink and say, let's get back to this one. <laughs> so this is just a little interlude, a little story that your Uncle Vin is telling you, and now let's get back to this game. Bob Costas here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I'll ask it. I know that this kind of is like a, a sports talk radio question, but I'll ask it anyway. Which do you think is his biggest, best moment? Meeting the moment, the moment being as big as it was, him meeting it, let, letting the crowd also tell the story where where he was the maestro of it all, Bob. Well, which one stands out? There are so many that could be tied first. And I'm going to name three before I get to the one that is actually my choice. Okay. These three are better known to the national audience than the one I'm going to choose because they were either on national TV or it was a moment everybody saw on TV, which was Hank Aaron's 715th home run, mm -hmm. which was called by Kurt Gowdy on NBC television, by Milo Hamilton in very exciting and capable fashion on Braves radio, and also by then on Dodgers radio. So people know what he said, not just the call of the home run, but in the aftermath what a marvelous moment for baseball and for the country. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South mm. for breaking the record of an all-time baseball idol. Then excelled not just on the call of the play, but the sort of postscript thing that tied a ribbon around it, or the framing of a big moment leading up to 
the dramatic payoff. So that's where the Kirk Gibson at bat in 88 fits in. And it was not incidental that that count went to three and two. It was simple foul balls. So the anticipation played out. First you saw Gibson in the dugout. He hadn't even suited up before the game. Then you see him limping out of the on-deck circle. And then the at-bat plays out in the 10 build. He struck out. In fact, him striking out against Dennis Eckersley was much more likely than the home run. But no matter what had happened, Vin had framed it. The, go- the ball going through Bill Buckner's legs, Vin's voice almost cracks. And that actually conveys something to the audience. If even the great Vin Scully, paragon of professionalism, is so shocked mm. by the bizarre turn of events in this inning that his voice almost cracks. He doesn't fail to dot an I or cross any T. The call is completely accurate. But he's starting to say, little roller up along first, behind the bag, and then he realizes that the ball is going to go under his glove, and it becomes, behind the bag! And you just hear that little quiver in his voice, which communicates to the audience, I'm as shocked by this as you are. Mm. And then he immediately picks up, it gets to Bogner, here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Um, and after, as you know, after the Gibson home run, the great line, he has a little bit of time to gather himself, and the crowd has exploded and all the tumult is happening on the field and the great line in a year that has been so improbable the impossible has happened well if you have a week to think of a better captain yes. to put beneath that picture <laughs> how could you possibly do better so now here's my choice okay it's the radio call in september 1965 of sandy koufax's perfect game and what you often hear on highlight reels is just the last pitch to Harvey Keene, swung on and missed a perfect game. But if you listen to the entire inning, this is such a masterpiece. If you had a week to sit down and look at this thing and try and improve upon a comma, you could just walk away shaking your head saying, nothing to do here. Perfect as is. Extemporaneously, absolutely perfect. Every little detail, every observation, every grace note and turn of phrase even if Harvey Keene had gotten a base hit, it would have been a masterpiece leading up to that conclusion. Um, you just can't improve upon that. As a fellow broadcaster, you stand in awe, not just respect or admiration, you stand in awe of that level of talent. Bob Costas here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was perfect in its own right there, Bob. Thank you for that. Um, and, and on top of all of that, the, the, the moments you just mentioned – in Scully's career where he met the moment and the moments were huge. Obviously, all of them were baseball. He called the catch. Uh, He called Montana to Clark. I mean, which is, if you put together the top 10 moments in the history of the NFL, immaculate reception. I mean, we could go on and on and on. But the catch is there, not just because of how spectacular a play it was, but it is the, the... moment where the Niners finally hit back at Landry's Cowboys and sparked not only this rivalry that still happens to this day. We talk about it at the last year's playoff game when the Niners and Cowboys played one another, but it was Montana's moment of arrival. It was Candlestick's potentially best moment ever. That's Scully had that too, Bob. Unreal. Yeah, there was... There was a line somewhere in there that Candlestick Park is a madhouse. A madhouse. Uh, Vin had 
a quality in his voice. Of course, it was distinctive, and it was very pleasing, and it was very well suited to the rhythms and pace of baseball, which he seemed to understand intuitively. But in any sport he called, you know, this might not seem obvious until someone points it out. His voice, like Al Michaels in his own way, is in a high register. It's not a, a, a basso profundo voice. It's in a high register, naturally. So that cuts through crazy crowds, whereas people whose voices are at a lower register sometimes get lost in the crowd. Vin's voice, as does Al Michaels in his own way and some others, cuts through every time. Unbelievable. Bob, I really appreciate the time. Before I let you go, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the here and now, your impressions of the trade deadline that just passed in baseball and how that might resonate and uh, start uh, pond ripples, dominoes tumbling towards October. What do you think? Well, I can't recall a crazier or more interesting trade deadline uh, burst of activity than this one. And, of course, the Soto trade is at the heart of it. But you have to say this that if Mike Rizzo's back was against the wall with the Nats, if he had to make some kind of deal, uh, he certainly got everything he possibly could. Um, he, he pretty much got the cream of the crop of the Padres' farm system. But the Padres are, uh, are serious about this. You know, Josh Bell is a really good player, an all-star caliber player. Soto is the jewel, but Bell is nothing uh, to scoff at. They have improved their team dramatically, and even though they're not going to catch the Dodgers in the National League West, if they get into the playoffs, and they certainly have a great chance to do it, they're a threat to go deep into the playoffs now. So, yeah, you would, you would definitely call them a, a World Series contender now in a manner in which they weren't about 72 hours ago. That's for sure. Yeah, right? that's yeah. for sure. Bob, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. Be well. Uh, let's, you know, let me know when you're out here. Let's let's hang out. Thanks it. again. Thanks again for Boston everything. Rich. Right back yeah. at you. Thank you. That's Bob Costas. Who better than a 28 Emmy Award winner, 28-time Emmy Award winner, to tell you about why Vince Scully was great and what was great about him? Props to Bob for his amazing impersonation. He's been around him. Can you imagine 1982? You're nervous. You're 30 years old. You're made it to NBC Sports, you're ready to do some World Series action, you've loved baseball ever since you were a kid, you got Mickey Mantle's card in your back pocket, you know, all of what we know about Bob's love yeah. of the game. Yeah. Vince Scully's like, I know you, and great things are happening for you, and great things are going to keep happening. That's what he said. If okay. I hit by a bus, I'm already ahead of the game. You know? And I, and I, I, I will say this, I will say this about Bob, too. Uh, guy pays it forward. Because I reached out to him when I started doing baseball games for ESPN. I reached out to him when I was 26, 27 years old. And he answered the call. And he kind of said the same thing to me of what Vin said to him. Know who you are. Like what you do. You've got stuff going for you. We had dinner in New York City before a Yankee playoff game at Yankee Stadium. He picked up the check. Told me a lot about the broadcast business, about what I was doing, what I could improve upon, and gave me a lift to the stadium where I did my job. That's cool. Didn't know me from Adam, just knew me as that guy on TV who had reached out to him. So whatever Vin said to him, he paid it forward to me. That's neat. And, and if, if, yes, if this equation happens, like the way that Vin was him, 
and he's now Vin to me, that means I have 28 more Emmys coming to me when I've got zero right now. <laughs> so I got to come fast and furious. Right now, I'm halfway to Susan Lucci, as you know. So <laughs> Even she eventually won. Right? Thank yeah, you, she sir. Got she got it. What, on her 13th try? Uh, was it was? 12th? Seven? Oh, no. Really? I think it was. It was way longer I'm than I'm 0 for 6. I'm 0 for 6. Because I got one before. I used to joke around. Wild. I am 0 Not for about 6. You, Mike. I know, I'm just saying. And if I'm on NFL Network 19 years now, and I've got 20 something years. I've gotten six noms in 19 years. So I'm like, it's one every three years, even though it's two years in a row now. So I've been catching up on noms. But I'm 0 for 6 in terms of winning it. Lost to Bob twice or three times. I think Ernie Johnson once. She went 18 straight. Yeah, I said 20. I was 18. right on. Yeah, because I, I remember wow. when she won. So I'm a like third of the way left. to Susan Lucci. Yeah, she finally won in 99. There you yeah. go. Hey, got to keep at it. Nose to the grindstone. I had two, actually. At that point. Keep putting uh, layers of paint on, uh, on the wall here on the Rich Eisen Show every day. New layer of paint every day. And I've got... Uh, 12 more to go of unsatisfactory results. I'm just wondering, did Susan Lucci have to sit through three and a half hours of a, of a um, ceremony with, yeah. so, with it, no food, no drink, sitting in there, and you have to sit through all three and a half hours? Yeah, yeah but those things are like on TV, Mike. Those are two hours. Boom, done. Nah. No, no, no. I mean, they're, yeah. Those, that was, by the way, that would time. be a drop. I want that as a drop. Del Tufo going, no, no, no. Yeah. It's like yes. that gif of that woman just shaking her head. Maybe or, or that's that Alonzo, Alonzo morning. morning. Alonzo morning, just like that was actually oh. that. He just did the the Alonzo gif right I've, there. No, maybe right there. All right, we'll take a break here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, guess what, man? Tua Tell you what, has man. chimed in oh. on Brady being tampered with by his owner. The man who writes the checks, who just keeps on looking around for anybody not named Tua to be his starting quarterback, it seems. That's coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together. And they do it with a smile, so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of power torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's OReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Okay, everybody. Yesterday's news. Still today's news. In the National Football League, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, not with the team today. Oh. Yeah, you know why? Because he's been suspended. He may not be around until the middle of October. Because Stephen Ross, according to the NFL, he denies this, a full-throated denial, that he says he won't refute because he doesn't want this to be a distraction anymore. Too late. That he and uh, another member of the management team and ownership group reached out to Tom Brady, uh, not this year when we were rumored to hearing it happen, and Mike Florio was on an hour number one, did a victory lap, because he's been saying this has happened all, for sure. And now it's been confirmed by the commissioner of the NFL <laughs> that Brady wasn't even approached by the Dolphins just in this calendar year or at the end of last year when he was a buck. No, they first started approaching him in 2019 when he was a Patriot. Okay. So, no first rounder next year, no what, third rounder the year after that, and a million and a half dollars taken out of the Ross Trust Fund. I think he's still doing all right. Florio agreed with me, though, yesterday. It it just just doesn't doesn't seem seem very strong enough, right? Yeah. If that's the owner doing that, and you're only using, I know draft picks are big. Two draft picks, a million and a half. I mean, apparently is the max he can he he can max. It's the max in the CBA. Yeah, and I don't don't think owners are going to basically say, "Let's up what you can take out of our pockets if we if we just can't resist going after Tom Brady." All right. Well, thank you for bringing that. And and again, anybody who thinks it's Brady at fault here, what he's but. Stephen Ross, hey man, don't call me. This is tampering. How dare you? How dare you try to tamper with me when you know the Patriots have not given me what I wanted and I've been taking hometown discounts here forever and now it appears that I am about to be a free agent. How dare you? I am hanging up the phone. Click. Give me a break. What did I say, though, at the end of yesterday when I had my first crack at this subject matter? I want to hear from Tua Tungo Vailoa. That's who I want to hear from. Because this guy, this guy spent all last year hearing about Deshaun Watson and how Stephen Ross got permission from the Texans to meet with Watson before the trade deadline to basically look him in the face, say, How many more are these? Are how many he was he was the Haslams before the Haslams, but didn't pull any trigger because you know, you'd have to give up draft compensation to bring this into your house. At least the, the at least Cleveland just waited till, you know, he was through not being criminally charged before they sent all the compensation for him. I want to hear from Tua because not only did that happen, now he's hearing that they went after Brady before they drafted him. And now he's hearing, because you can't even blame him for that, Certainly, if you knew that Tua had his hip exploded. So all your plans of trying to get him and tank for him, now you've got to go to plan B or plan TB. So now you're hearing you, you, you went after him when? Like after I, I played last year? Really? 
I thought this new head coach is here because he's the one who can help unlock my skill set. Well, Tua was asked about all this today. Let's see if Salty Tua, who I love, we need to hear more from. Right now, he's slightly edgy Tua. <laughs> I, need, I need full salt here. This is what he had to say. I would say everyone heard about it uh, yesterday when we went into the locker room, seeing it on the TV. Um, for me, I, I have no idea about all the details other than what was shown on, on uh, TV uh, with the $1.5 million fine um, and then something happening with Brady. I, I mean, I don't know all the details. I don't even know what, what happened. Um, but, I mean, I, I got to talk to a couple of the guys, you know, to kind of fi- find out what was going on, and everyone's wondering the same thing. So I'm not too sure. I remember I came in 2020, so whatever happened in 2019, I don't even, I can't even speak on that. So I was here 2020, and I'm still here, and I'm blessed to be here, you know. If it has to do with support from the team, I think the team's all in with with me and all the guys that we have now. Writing's on the wall for Tua, man. Owner is not sold. Mm -mm. Certainly if Tom Brady has a terrific 45th, Trip around the sun. He turns 45 today. Like I said, what's more likely? Two of 30 combined touchdowns or Brady's the Dolphins quarterback? I hear you. And it's Brady's the Dolphins quarterback. (laughs) I said that and all my two and on friends were like, I thought you loved Tua. And I do. And I do. And I do. (laughs) I I, I, I do. I do. do. It's nothing about your personal preference, right? I do, but how many times does the writing need to be on the wall about how Stephen Ross loves his Michigan man? How many times do we got to go through this? It's now cost him two draft picks and a million and a half dollars because he couldn't he couldn't contain himself. So if it's if he's willing to put all this online, because that's the one thing too about like they 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 were he's going to retire, then he's going to show up in Miami as uh, an owner who just decided, you know what, I kind of I think I can still play. Yeah, I, I still got it. And then Sean Payton's like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm done here in, in New Orleans. I have you know I've, I've my runs over here. I don't know what's going on here. Biscuits for everybody, you know. Like I'm Ted Lasso, and oh, you know what, I kind of want to. Coach the Miami Dolphins with Tom Brady. Like, how? at what point did Miami think they would let the cat out of the bag and cover their tampering tracks? Right? I mean, at what point? Like, all of this stuff is now suddenly fully baked out of the blue? Really? Huh. And I have a question. But, no, no. Hold, but real, real quick, though. Okay. Real quick, though. It, it, it's just this. this is it. Tua, this is it. This is his. Oh yeah, for sure. This is his shot because the owner clearly is not sold. Now, good for him is he's got, he says, the support of his his locker room, and now the rest of the media is all in because we didn't see some sort of sliced up video purporting to be Tua's great arm in connection with Tyreek Hill on a fluttering ball that Hill had to wait for. We saw, as you saw earlier this week. We saw over the weekend a dime, 50-some-odd yard errors into the hands of Tyreek Hill. So Tua, yes, was asked about that today because mm. he, th- he thought it, the the previous version of it was money, right? Here we go. Yeah, uh, I think because people don't think I can throw, throw the ball far. 
So I, I, I would say that's the fascination. Like, wow, he can throw the ball. It's kind of hard. Hard, hard to be in the, the NFL if you can't throw the ball, right? Come on, let's get more salty. He's still too nice. Tua, you're still too nice. You want him to curse? No. Just like, yeah, I could throw it like that. You don't think I could throw it like that? Like, put it right in the lap of somebody. Yeah. And if you don't think I could throw it like that, wait till week one. Whenever they dial up that play, I'll hit it. Come on. I need more chest. I need more salt. It's still too sweet. <laughs> and I know that's his nature, and that's who he is, and he's, come, he's only going to be himself. I know, but I need more salt. I really like the clapbacks of him and Kyler lately. Kyler, like, you think oh, yeah, I could have gotten this too, far yeah, in life right? if I had no work yeah, ethic yeah. to it? Like, if you can't throw the football, can't be in the NFL as a quarterback. Like, hello. And that said, the independent study clause somehow appeared and Brady got tampered with. Those right. things happen for a reason. All right, about the tampering. Do you think Dolphins fans should be upset that their owner got caught cheating, quote-unquote, or should they be excited that he's trying to do whatever it takes to win and get the best players there? I don't think yeah. they should be upset. It's a good question. I don't think they should be upset. They should be like, yeah, he's trying to win. He's going to get Tom well, Brady and Sean Payton. Or he, he, that he's he's trying to take he's trying to take big swings for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. They now, should be excited, right? Now, had had this been a guy who we talk about incessantly every single day, would you look at it differently? If this had been Jerry Jones that did it, how do you think would this story be different or would it be like Oh, of course it same? would be. Are you yeah. kidding me? Any, everything's just, everything's bigger when it, it involves yeah. the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, of course. Absolutely. Well, certainly. Or is it because the way, certainly if a Hall of Fame owner did this. Settle down just a little bit. But because it's Miami, they have one playoff <laughs> win in 25, 20 years, whatever. Well, it's just so like, do we. So <laughs> that's cute. Apparently, we all stink and we haven't won anything. So I don't know. I, I feel. Do you? <laughs> I Miami's been to one Super Bowl in 50 years. Hey, man. He swung for the fence. Unfortunately, his fence swing got put into a, a high-profile lawsuit, man, <laughs> that could not be uh, swept under any rug. All because Bill Belichick texted the wrong Brian? <laughs> Allegedly. Speaking of Bill, Bill was asked about <laughs> Tom Brady being tampered with while he was with the Patriots, which is one of the most mind-blowing aspects of yesterday. I thought, like, okay, we'll hear about the stuff that's been in right. in the news with Florio and Ben Volan talking about just the last go round for like Brady December, and Tampa yeah. right, since December. And then we find out it's been since 2019 when he was in New England. So Bill was asked about that. And that is today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. Bill, I wanted to ask you the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. We're just trying to have a good training camp here. Did you have any idea the Dolphins were tampering with your starting quarterback that season? Yeah, I'm focused on training camp here. That's all in the past. Oh, Bill. Everybody in New England, I know it's a tough job. I know it's a tough job. I know being on the beat is not easy. 
You cannot ask this man yes or no questions. Certainly when you're asking him about potentially explosive, controversial items like this one. Were you aware Brady was being tampered with? Could you imagine if he answers that question, yes? I mean... What do, where does that put this on the grand scheme of things? What's the follow-up? You're just like, yeah, well, yeah, well, what, what gave you that indication? What do you think? But also, tampering in and of itself kind of is done below the radar where the coach doesn't know. Otherwise, it's kind of tampering. It's kind of like permission. But you could say he did know, and that's got this whole process going. If that was the case, then why why did it have to come out in Flores' lawsuit? It makes no sense to ask him that question to begin with. And what do you think his answer is going to be? His answer would probably want to be like, yeah, every day I watched Brady take phone calls from Stephen Ross right in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, all those microphones that you think that the, the, the Steelers think are in the locker room, they exist, and I picked it up on Brady's phone because I listened in on it because I listened in on the people in locker rooms. Honestly, what, where, where does that question, where do you think that's going to go? Yes or no? Did you know he was being tampered with? Lastly, but it's it's just a training camp. They're just doing. It. He's he's moved he's moved on to training camp. Lastly, remember when Brady was on the shop last year and was talking about the mother bleeper? We know who it is. Who is it? It was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because he was hold the Dolphins' quarterback in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Hold on. Ooh. All right, let's put this together. You're sleuthing very well right now. You're like friggin' Inspector Gadget. All right, let's walk through this here. He was gonna. He was leaving, and he's like, "You're sticking with that mother bleeper, right?" Twenty nineteen. And so, it, was it Flores saying we're sticking with Ryan Fitzpatrick in twenty twenty? Because then they drafted, but they didn't weren't sticking with it. But was in twenty twenty, they well twenty twenty they now Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Miami in twenty nineteen. So after that season, they would have stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick after they drafted Tua. You're sticking with that. Nice job, Mike. Ah, yeah. So remember, 2019. Remember, two and Fitzpatrick yeah, split he in started, 2020. He started 13 games in 20 in 2019. They went five and eight, and then 2,500 yards right, passing. Right, right. I mean, he had he had a decent 20 touchdowns, and then in and 13 interceptions, which is you know that's, he started that's what Ryan seven. Remember, does. and then they went back and forth. Flores, him and Tua. Yeah, in 2020, so that they would have stuck with him. As opposed to bringing Brady in and drafting. And then Brady went to Tampa instead. And, won the and then Super they wouldn't have drafted Tua at all, one would think. Right. If Brady was there in 2020. Correct. So was the mf Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because we thought all along it was Ryan Tannehill, totally different well, Ryan. Well, I thought it was Drew Brees. And I thought and yeah, that we, was absurd on his face way, from the beginning. And now, though, if you think that Brady wanted to play with Sean Payton, he would have been willing to go to New Orleans in 2020. No, nah, I don't think I don't. But I don't, Breeze chose to come that. back. I'm not. Yeah, I think but, that's true. Yeah, but you can't call Breeze that mf'er. I mean, he's a no, first know, ballot Hall of Famer. I'm just saying, dude, he's not as good as could, Tom Brady. Dude, but, yes, I Drew mean, Breeze. Yeah, when yeah, it's his time, yeah. will get off the pickleball court. And spend I'm not disagreeing a summer with you, but he's not as good as Tom Brady. Brady's not referring to him. Brady's not referring to Brady. No, no, he's referring to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick's resume 
would lend itself to him being referred to as such derisively by the GOAT. You're sticking with that <laughs> Are you serious? That, right? I think I mean, we found the pieces of the puzzle, Christopher. <laughs> right? That's got to be it. It's got to be it. If he's being tampered with in 2019 and his first and 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 plans are are, are being hatched under the radar. Oh, Chris. Look at this. Putting pieces together, spotting dimes, just like George Costanza. Connecting. I mean, Crockett and Tubbs solving it. It's amazing. Wow. That might be the guy. Oh, I guess that's first I mean, up on Amazon's Miami, first broadcast, man. I right? Miami reference. <laughs> I'll be up on, on on Amazon's first broadcast. Poll question, Chris. Was it Tannehill? Was it Fitzpatrick? Chris at Thompson's first question to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are you the MFR? <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Who's the mother? Dicey. Not to tell Dicey. not to tell the new NFL partner how to do their business. <laughs> Out of the gate though, headlines if you want them. What if he doesn't even realize he was the, the, the mofo? He would not know, would he? He no. would not know. Well, he would know if if they were going after Brady and Flores is like, you're my guy. But we you're also drafted guy, Tua. And we just drafted Tua. We're <laughs> not bringing in Brady just to, to, to have Tua around. We're not turning Tua into Jimmy G. You know? It worked out for Tom, didn't it? Because yep. Tom wound up going to a spot where, hold on a minute, checks notes, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's fine. At home. <laughs> Which he would not have done with Miami. By the way, for the radio Probably audience, not. for the Probably. radio audience on Peacock, I literally uh, went through the charade of checking my notes. Okay, let's take a break here and, to the bit. And, and offer uh, birthday wishes where they are due here on this August third on the Rich Eisen Show. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Callaway Chrome Soft is built for everybody. It's made everyone better. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers. The Chrome Soft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance. 
And by that, by that, I mean there's a different type of Chrome Soft for your golf game. The regular Chrome Soft is for everybody. Widest range of golfers fit into this. Better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness. Chrome Soft X provides excellent spin consistency and tour-level short game control for more workability. The Chrome Soft XLS is for the true pros who can figure out how to make sure a lower spin golf ball on longer shots with firmer feel and a high spin around the greens hits the stick. Now every Chrome Soft is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one-thousandth of an inch. This ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. When you add it up, it's really simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best, better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at calorygolf.com slash Chrome Soft. August 3rd, a birthday of the most important person in my life. It's not Tom Brady. It's my, my wife, Susie. Oh, it's, I mean, but it's one in one, a. Eh? There is not a photograph or a mural, two of them on the walls of the Michigan locker room of Susie Schuster doing her business for ABC Sports back in the day. No, it's Tom plying his craft. Tom Brady plying his craft as a Michigan Wolverine on one wall and him as a Patriot on the other one. I've been there in a couple of years. I wonder if they updated it with the Buccaneers photograph in the <laughs> Michigan locker room. Maybe. Tom Brady is 45 years ago, 45 years old today. And let's not forget, Tom Brady, when he was in his late 30s, was talking about playing till he was 45, and everybody laughed, didn't they? Everybody laughed. Either they laughed or scoffed, saying, good luck, Father Time is undefeated. Or there's somebody like Max Kellerman who said he was about to become a bum. <laughs> a bum in short order. Yeah, well. Fall off a cliff. We could... Talk about the obvious, which is we'll never see anything like this again. Okay. It's interesting we say this on the passing of Vince Scully day after that and a couple days after Bill Russell. We'll never see anything like that again. And you're like, oh, well, you know what? We, we may. We'll never see anything like this again in the NFL. With all due respect to Aaron Rodgers because he's got to win Super Bowls. After being 40 years old. You mean age-wise or what, with his accomplishments? Here we go. Here, This tells the story. In his 40s, Tom Brady has 22,938 passing yards in his 40s. Oh. That's more than the entire careers of, let's say, Hall of Famers, because they are, um, Roger Staubach, Sammy Ball. Roger Staubach had 22,700 passing yards his entire career. Brady has surpassed that since he's turned 40. More than Vic, Neil O'Donnell, and Jim McMahon, just to want to name some other notables, in their entire careers. Brady has more passing yards since turning 40. Let's talk touchdowns. Let's get some in the end zone, right? Since turning 40, Tom Brady has 168 passing touchdowns, more than the entire careers of Troy Aikman, who had 165. Jim Plunkett, who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, 164. Bart Starr, 152. You just taken 40-year-old Tom Brady. That's it. Four seasons, Chris? 40, 41, five. two, three, and four. Five seasons. Oh, five, five, seasons, seasons. Five, seasons. five seasons. This will be his sixth. That's ridiculous. That's what I mean. We'll never see it again. We'll see guys playing in their 40s. I mean, Rodgers is about to do it. And I think Aaron Rodgers does have the ability to play till he's 45 if that's what he so chooses. Yeah, I think in terms of And it's entirely and possible. We'll see numbers similar to this, but he's got a rings. He's got yeah. a hoist. Yeah. You're right. Got I a hoist. Know. Brady's a first bout all fam kid. <laughs> got a hoist. 
<laughs> and and wait for it, you got to switch teams and do it in the first year of your your team switch. Okay, you're right. Two. You're right then. <laughs> I mean, I guess you also got to be tampered with. Yeah. By somebody in your division, got to be suspended. Right? This is his final year. The though. Wilfs, the Wilfs, got to reach out to him. This. He's done after right? this. Right? He's got this. Is it? You know what I mean? Because the McCaskies, McCaskies, got to get all Bears subterfuge. Hold <laughs> him on. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. It's going to be difficult to say. Eberflus subterfuge. Ooh, well Ooh. done. You did it. You know what it's called? It's called subterfuge. He wins and he's done. Right, Rich? Eberfluge. He's done. Why would he quit? He's still amazing. Rich, if he wins, he's done, right? He's got to. You got to walk off with the win. You don't want to take the chance. He had arguably his best season ever last year. But he didn't win. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I think I have that statistic. The NFL Network researched a three page packet of all of his stats. I I mean, come on. Yeah. But why take the chance you might lose? There are, hold on a minute, let me get it right, 6, 12, 13 NFL head coaches younger than Tom Brady. (laughs) That's crazy. That's a great stat. That's a great stat. Uh Two two current head coaches were quarterbacks drafted by the Patriots while Brady was on the team. (laughs) Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury and Kevin O'Connell. Crazy. Correct. We could go on and on, but we are out of time. Happy birthday to Tom Brady. Look and also somebody who's also got a lot of rings. Hey. My ooh. wife. My wife. Happy birthday, Susie. Happy birthday, Susie. Happy birthday, Susie. <laughs>